student teaching is the epitome of being a music education major. What is interesting about student teaching is that you are supposed to be essentially a full-time teacher, a full-time student in college, but also somehow looking for your first teaching job and trying to juggle the weird dichotomy that is being a student teacher and being a college student. So this episode is all about sowing the seeds as a student teacher so that you can make the best of this experience and start your career off right with a career that you feel is the best way for you to get started. You're listening to That Music Podcast with me, Bryson Tarbett. I'm the music educator and blogger behind That Music Teacher and ThatMusicTeacher.com. Join me as I dive into what it really means to be a music educator. I hope that you're able to find a nugget of inspiration each week as I share my favorite ways to create purposeful instruction through active music making. Along the way, you'll hear from some of my amazing colleagues as they share practical advice that you can apply to your own classrooms. So grab a coffee, sit down, and let's get started. This episode is brought to you by my free guide on better serving our students with disabilities in the music classroom. I firmly believe that our job as music educators is to help our students find the way in which they can be best musical. And when it comes to teaching students with disabilities, most of us don't feel prepared to best serve these students. In this free guide, I'll share five ways to better serve the students with disabilities in your classroom so that you can truly say that your classroom is for everyone. To grab your free guide, head to thatmusicteacher.com disabilities. Again, to grab your free PDF guide, including a foreword by Lauren Morsenkowski about why disability isn't a bad word, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com disabilities. A couple months ago, I was in Indiana for one of my friends that I met because of music in Indiana. And I went live on TikTok and we just kind of had a little bit of a moment. We talked about the podcast. And one of the people that joined me live, we were kind of just brainstorming ideas in the podcast. And someone talked about what you should do as a student teacher to find a job. And the more I got thinking of it, you know, I realized that there is so much that we need to do when you're student teaching that really sets itself up for success as a first year teacher. And just, you know, if we're kind of zooming out a little bit more, just getting a job. And I think that this episode is really going to be talking about, you know, what you need to do when you're student teaching in order to set yourself up for success so that you can get your first teaching job, um, but also making sure that once you have that job, you can really make a difference and really do what you want to do as a first year teacher. So the first thing that I think you should be doing as a student teacher is one, enjoying being a student teacher because there is a huge difference between being a first-year teacher and being a student teacher. And as much as, you know, being a student teacher is one of those things that you've worked for for years, I also want you to first take a moment and enjoy being a senior music education student because one, you've made it that far. And two, there is a, you know, you don't get to go back and experience that senior year life 
again. So definitely enjoy that. But beyond that, um, and more specifically for this episode, is like, what can you do to take that experience and really make it worthwhile so that when you go to apply for jobs and, you know, start looking for your first career, your, you know, your first job, that you can really sell, set yourself up for success, that you can rock it and get the job that you want your first year. I've recorded a lot of episodes about what it means to be a student teacher and um, specifically what I wish that I had known when I was student teaching or you know how I wish I would have spent my student teaching experience in order to maximize you know what I was learning as an undergraduate student but also kind of maximizing the experience as being a senior music ed major but this episode is going to specify more or going to kind of focus more a little bit about what you can do to be successful so the first thing that I want to talk about today is getting to know your teachers more than just as a a little bit of a mentor. Obviously, our teachers that you know that we're student teaching under, our cooperating teachers, our mentor teachers, whatever you call them, are super important and super. Um, you know, they definitely impact us as educators. But I think it's also important for us to realize that you know they may or may not have been in our situations not too long ago. And, you know, obviously making sure that we're keeping that level of respect and, you know, being being honest, like, you know, when I was student teaching, I was like, hey, do you want me to call you by your first name, your last name? You know, what what is what you expect? And just kind of working by that and abiding by that. But also realizing that, you know, we are learning a lot from them, but there are also certain things that they are learning from us because we are in that situation. We are, you know, we're bringing new life into their program um, just as much as we're taking what they've used in their program for years and we're taking that into who we are as educators. Uh, I don't say this to say so that we can be, you know, have a big head and be like, you know what, we, you know, we're the young blood and we're bringing all this in. But I want us to understand that, you know, having a student teacher can definitely be a double, you know, one of those two, two way streets that we can learn a lot from them and they can learn a lot from us. So when you're student teaching, the first thing that I recommend is that you build that professional relationship with your mentor teacher. My mentor teachers, they are my absolute favorite people. I text them all the time. I talk to them um, on Facebook. Um, obviously, I wish I would see them more. Um, but, you know, they have definitely shaped me so much as an educator. And they have truly set me off in a trajectory of success because of what I've learned in their classroom. And some of the things that I've learned were like, yes, this is exactly what I need to do. I love the way that this, you know, the lesson that I taught in second grade with Mrs. Anderson, you know, this is exactly what I need to do. And then some of those lessons are, hey, you're teaching eighth grade choir with, with Mrs. Sinareski and you cannot play the piano and you are struggling. And those experiences are just just as important in who I am as a teacher than those experiences that when I was super successful have shaped me as well. So our first step is to just build those relationships with your cooperating teacher as a professional, as a person, and just talk to them as people. Because <laughs> I say this now, because, you know, I've been out of college a few years, but, you know, our cooperating teachers, they are experts. They are definitely important. You know, our colleges have vetted them as people that we should learn from. But at the same time, you know, in a couple of years, they're going to be your colleagues. They're going to be the people that you work with. They're going to be people that you work, you know, adjacent to, parallel to. And 
we need to value what they have to bring, but also understand that what we have to bring as a teacher is completely separate from what they bring. And that doesn't mean it's more, it doesn't mean it's less, but it definitely is what we have to bring. If you know anything about my career trajectory is, you know, after my first year, after I student taught, I ended up spending the majority of my first year out of college working as a an educational assistant in the district I student taught. So the experience that I had in my student teaching directly translated into my 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 first job, my first paying career, my you know my first job that I paid into STRS, all that fun stuff. You know, it really you know it was a complete path that allowed me to be where I truly believe I belong to today. And by you know talking to teacher, I mean the whole reason I ended up as an educational assistant was I talked to the first grade teacher that was in my school, and you know her husband was you know worked for the district and was talking about how they needed more educational assistant subs, and that's how I ended up there. And it was one of those things that had I not been present in the district that I taught, present in the school that I taught. I wouldn't have gotten that first job. And I truly believe, and I truly, I mean, I've, I've had administrators tell me that this, you know, had I not had that experience outside of the music classroom, working with disabled students in a variety of settings, I would not have been the first call or the first, you know, the first draw of, of interview candidates for the position that I'm currently in. And I think that's important for you to realize is that when you're student teaching, everything can line up very quickly. You know, do your best in whatever you do. See where you can go. Sow those seeds of, hey, I'm Bryson. I'm a music educator. I believe X, Y, Z. I would love to be able to impact education in so many ways. And be open to different things. Be open to being outside of the music classroom. Be open to being outside of, you know, if you thought you were high school, be open to taking a position, a long-term sub-position in elementary school. Be open to all the different things that become part of education because sometimes you'll start to notice that the things you thought would never light you up, the things you thought that would never give you the the level of joy and the level of impact that you have now are really what's going to kind of spark your joy and really make you feel full as an educator. Another thing that I don't, I don't think we talk about enough is when you're a student teaching, you should ask your cooperating teacher to write you a letter of recommendation. You should write your ask your principal to let you to write you a letter of recommendation. You should ask your director of student teaching or whoever is observing you to write you a letter of recommendation. You know, they might say no, and that's fine. But if they say yes, there's a high likelihood that they will be able to show who you are as a teacher in words you didn't know that you needed to know. But also, you know, a lot of the people, you know, especially if they are, you know, they're direct, you know, in the collegiate setting, they might have that doctorate that look that, you know, feels fancier on paper. So when you're going to apply for jobs and you have a recommendation from someone who has their doctorate, that can, you know, have a little bit more, you know, initial, you know, importance when you re when someone reads it than someone who might not and i'm not saying that you you know you need to have your doctorate to have a highly recommend you know a high level of importance or anything like that but what i'm saying is there is re there, there is very 
there are very few people that asking them to write you a letter of recommendation is going to do poorly for your future job aspects. You know, the worst they can do is say no. And if they say yes, there's a high likelihood that they will be able to put into words who you are as a person better than that you are able to describe. The letter of recommendation that I've had administrators talk about that really kind of, again, set me apart from other applicants were those that weren't part of my student teaching experience. That year, you know, after I finished student teaching and when I went into my first year of the music classroom, I was working as a one-on-one aide for students with disabilities. So I was able to have intervention specialists write me letters of recommendation. I was able to have people, you know, administrators write me letters of recommendation about how I was able to fit into the general overall consensus of what an elementary school is. And I, I truly believe that those are some of the things that really set me apart so that when someone was looking for a music teacher, they were able to start off with those highly recommended letters of recommendation and then look at my other qualifications that allowed me to set myself up for success as an educator. Student teaching is one of the hardest things that you will ever do as an educator. And on top of that, you are somehow expected to network, interview, make connections, and somehow find a job while you're also working full-time, but also being a full-time student. So I guess my, my big overall thing to take from this episode is there are a lot of things that you can do to set yourself up for success as a student teacher, but if you finish student teaching and you walk across that line, you get your diploma, and you still don't have a job, that's fine because you still made the goal. Don't feel like you need to have a job by June 1st to be successful, because there are plenty of teachers that have gotten their job the day before school started that have become amazing educators and then have created such amazing impact in the lives of their students. If you found this episode helpful at all, I would really appreciate you leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Not only does this help me understand what you find most helpful, it also helps more music educators just like you find the podcast. To check out the show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned, head on over to thatmusicteacher.com slash show notes.